everybody. Welcome to Improv FAQ at length. This is a series of longer conversations about improv topics that have lots of questions surrounding them. I'm James Quesada. I'm Julia Schroeder. And we have a very f- special guest with us for this episode. It's Katie Shoot. Thank you so much for joining us, Katie. Oh, my pleasure. Yeah! <laughs> yes! We got her! <laughs> it took every ounce of strength not to just introduce myself just because of the pattern of you two introducing mm-hmm. yourselves. Yeah, I was like, just no, the momentum. it's not mine. Yes. <laughs> um, Fun. Um, but thank you so much for joining us, Katie. Uh, we're very excited to talk with you. Um, Bob couldn't be here, so uh, Julia is going to be co-hosting with us. And the three yeah. of us actually met at Camp Improv Utopia um, like four years ago, I think in 2016. Yeah, that's nice. Um, yeah, yeah, it's, a, it's been a, a, a bit. Um, but uh, so we would love to talk with you about the Improv Place, which is your new online uh, education and community resource for improvisers. Um, and you just launched that a little bit ago. Um, and uh, it's such a real, a, a fantastic um, uh, offering. And so I want to talk about uh, what the plans are for it, what it is, and uh, and the story behind it. Um, because uh, in, it is something that you were working to develop independently of the pandemic and uh, the, you know, uh, push to go online um, for other reasons. But um, so I'd love to hear the story behind it and uh, to just really see where the conversation takes us in terms of uh, what it is going to look like long term and all that. Cool. Yeah. No worries. Um, So for starters, can you just uh, tell us a short description of like what it is and how you describe it to people when they ask about it? And and (laughs) who you are. (laughs) (laughs) probably everyone knows probably everyone knows nah um yeah so my name's katie shoot as you beautifully pronounced by the way nailed it um i live in london and i work globally until you know recently um but even now i mean we're doing this so it's all good Mm -hmm. uh i teach a lot of improv and i and i perform a lot of different styles with different companies and things and i work with a handful of companies the maydays is the one people tend to know around europe as we've been going about 15 years i'm the artistic director with jenny Rowe at the moment uh and then i have a sci-fi duo called project two who also tour um and i'll tell you about that because the person i do that with is the other half of the improv place um and yeah i'm a head teacher at hoopla which is the uk's biggest improv school uh and all that jazz (laughs) other stuff i don't know ask me um, that's me uh, you also have a book uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah you you, you I do you honestly like we you did. you um you you are a very uh, influential figure in uh the improv uh, world which is Uh-oh. like <laughs> not to lay it on thick here badly. but um yeah <laughs> but yeah maybe I, the I, most influential maybe. yeah the, uh, okay but it's, yeah. it's really it truly is is uh, uh the reason that i'm so excited to talk to you about it not just uh how cool the improv place uh is but just um as a uh point of progress for something a way to offer improv and and uh a way to uh develop a pr- professional career out of improv um, so, yeah. uh, now that we know a little bit about you, uh, <laughs> let's, let's hear about what the improv place is. Yeah, cool. In fact, your first sentence of summing up, I almost wrote it down because it's much more concise than anything I could say. <laughs> um, but yes, you're, you're absolutely correct. It's a community of, uh, professional and, um, aspiring professional improvisers. So people there who are like, I really want to do this for more of my time or I want this to be part of my income or all of my income. Some people want to be teachers. Some people just want to push up their show game or or, or create community from scratch because it's a global thing. It's online. So there's people from loads of different countries and communities who maybe don't have the the cool thing of being able to like go to uh, classes from people that are more experienced and certainly, you know, not in the real world. So, I mean, we'll, we'll come on to pandemic fun times, but um, yeah, before that kicked off, we're very much like, we'd like a place that isn't Facebook because some people want to opt out of Facebook. It's very draining and overwhelming, as I'm sure you'll agree. Yeah, um, and, and, it, and more and more you have to pay to have your community hear about the stuff you're doing, even though they want to and they've bought into it. Um, and obviously all the, the, the data mining and, uh, you know, the ethics and all the things about <laughs> <Yeah>. that. <laughs> Just the ethics. There's not much good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Weirdly though, side note, 
I've used Facebook almost not at all since we launched. And that wasn't even my plan. I just was like, well, a lot of the people I want to talk to are in the improv place. But anyway. um, That is a dream. Uh, That is that. I mean, yeah, it does like stop so many people from logging off of it is because I think in the improv world, we use Facebook so much and it's been sort of a standard and like the way of communicating is easy and and blah, blah, blah. But it, it does suck to have the negative side effects. Yeah. yeah, and I and I haven't got off of it off of it myself, so totally. I'm not like you should ditch Facebook and join this. I, <laughs> yeah. I do think they do different things, but I, the improv I think... place, a perfect universal <laughs> substitute for everyone. For, for everyone. <laughs> Funny, you talk to me, I'll be like sagging off Facebook. You talk to Chris, and he'll be more like, oh, the improv place is this cool. He'll talk about the improv place, and I'll hate on Facebook. Um, <laughs> well, really good partnership, uh, but yeah, it, so it's a community for those people. It acts a lot like Facebook does. There's this uh, topics and contents and groups, um, but you get to choose what you want to hear about. So you don't have to have like this onslaught of loads of information. Um, and all the stuff on there is created by me and Chris, the founders, and or by everyone that's there. So we're not like, we're going to teach the whole world how to be awesome like us. We're like, let's all hang out and exchange information we can lead on it and and sort of um find cool stuff and cool teachers and curate but we're not like trying to be gurus i think that's another thing that's become really apparent with us all being a little bit more kind of woke and a little bit more boundaried and safe um, we've been through a lot of those stages in the last couple of years of just like being more diverse, being more inclusive, uh, uncovering uncomfortable practices and like baked in uh, institution like, you know, stuff. And and a lot of those things are toppling partly because of Black Lives Matter, I think, and partly mm-hmm. obviously because of pandemic. So on the back of that, I think previous to that, we were already trying to make a better, a better place, yeah. um, you know that can just be where we look out for people with the same ethics as improv really broadly, uh, that it's welcoming to everyone and positive. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's, that's just so cool. Um, and so obviously one of the main things that you're offering is going to be classes. Um, and then I think, I think it's easier to picture like what that looks like, especially now that um, more and more people have experience with the uh, virtual platform and classes mm-hmm. and rehearsals and jams and whatnot. Um, but uh, for the improv place, what does the social media aspect uh, look like? I, I, I mean, because truly I have a hard time picturing a social media platform yeah. that isn't Facebook or Instagram. But is, is, it, yeah, <laughs> is, is it pretty much the same thing with like everybody has their own feed and... Uh, profile uh, yeah, there's a few different things. So you you have your private messages, so you can DM people and have little side chats. Um, you have threaded things, so someone can post something and then people reply off it. Um, so those kind of things are the same. You can still share articles and links and you know mention your show or publish your podcast or whatever. So everyone's more than welcome to share their stuff. Um, we we have a built-in kind of topic feature. So if you're if your article is about um, slow burn, you could tag um, like article and slow burn. And then anyone that's interested in, oh, I just want to read about some improv, they might look under articles or be alerted every time that comes up. They're like, oh, great. Someone's put a blog on. I want to read it. Or if they just want to be alerted when stuff comes up about slow burn or anything else, we've got a lot of different topics. Um, Then you can find out about the niche you're into. One thing it does that I don't think Facebook really does is uh, if people are happy to share their location, it will. you can go, where are the improvisers near me? And it'll just be like, here's everyone that's near you. So if you don't know the people in your city who are into improv and stuff, you can just be like, oh, hi, I live in Birmingham too or whatever. And then yeah. that that's becomes a community. We're still new. We're like only a few weeks old. So that will get bigger. But there have already been cool connections where people are like, what? You're here. That's so cool. Um, yeah, yeah. So there's that. Awesome. But then there's also the more... Uh, curated aspect so we have a monthly theme so every month we'll, we'll pick something that we think is a, a useful or fun or important kind of over, you know overarching theme so for our first month it's going pro because the idea of being professional whether people are professional or want to be or want to do it a bit um that's quite so we're actually talking about big stuff like 
how much we get paid <laughs> or like what was your first pro gig and stuff that maybe feels a little bit more uncomfortable on on completely public networks so knowing that they're just people who you either kind of know or that are definitely in the same actual network as you feels a bit safer to share more I don't know slightly intimate detail in that way or there's a thread on anxiety where just people are talking about the things that they find hard or coping strategies so again it's just a little bit more uh safe <laughs> but then also yeah I th- we have questions every day that we'll just put out so within that theme they'll be like you know 30 questions that we'll put out daily through the month of like how do you enter improv or will prompt one of those questions and then anyone that wants to will answer it and it might start discussions. So rather than just leaving it wide open for anyone to chat about anything, which they also can, um, there's a bird's eye view from us going, well, over a year, we got like 12 topics that will take you on a big journey so that you can like learn a whole bunch of stuff and become more of a professional improviser ultimately, you know. That's amazing. Yeah. And so you, you launched this, um, in late June. Yeah. And you said you have like, uh, what was it, 139 members at this point? Yeah, I just checked. <laughs> How many do we have? <laughs> uh, yeah, I said at the time, like, oh, we celebrate that there are 100. And then I, I haven't looked 39 again. more. Yeah. And at the moment, we've just been kind of making sure that it gets off the ground. So we haven't really done the promo as much as we should. So that's really just people we know and also people that are recommended so we have um we have a scholarship program where people can just say i can't afford it (laughs) and come in Mm -hmm. or nominate other people so if there's someone maybe in their sphere who is amazing improv or they they're like they don't have access to maybe the the teaching or you know the resources or whatever that they can go hey i want to nominate my friend cliff um (laughs) don't know why cliff um, <laughs> and then we'll go, all right your friend has nominated you do you want to do you want a space um and then people who who you know covid affecting everyone's income in different ways so it might be someone's like look i can only play pay half right now we're like all right cool right. and then there yeah. are people who are doing fine and they're more than happy to pay the the subscription as well so it's a whole different audience um uh, oh good go no you go ahead jules um are, uh, you said it's geared toward people who are looking to do this more on a more professional level mm-hmm. um is is there like do people have to can people just choose that or how, how yeah. who who is able to oh okay so it's Anyone. just like if yeah we just basically were like we want it to be for pro people or people that want to be pro, but also yeah. we don't want to be evil gatekeepers because that defeats the whole point of it. So if you're like, um, I don't think you're good enough at improv, then the whole Pro's point is to go on a journey to be better at improv. So if we're excluding people, that would be... So yeah, you, you self-select. Like Either you, you want to do more improv, spend more of your time doing it. It doesn't even have to be like, I want to earn money from it. Mm-hmm. Professional can just mean of a professional level, you know, so... For sure. Yeah, any, anyone's welcome, unless they're a dick and they go against our code of conduct and then uh, goodbye. <laughs> but uh, that hasn't happened and hopefully it won't ever happen. Yeah, fingers crossed. I mean, because, uh, you know, it, it, any like that's that is the holy grail is like a social media space uh, that can avoid trolls. Right. <laughs> I, I'm weird, though. I, there's a tiny part of me. I don't want to hurt. I don't want anyone to be hurt. But I will almost like the point where we get a troll will be like, we're big enough to have a troll. <laughs> like, and you know, yeah, you know, you've made it. You know, it's you know, it's legit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah someone's been an asshole. Great. Let's get our yeah. team of moderators together and decide what to do about about it yeah so that's cool yeah that was an important element for me and chris mead as well because we're we're two white people Mm -hmm. so (laughs) we wanted to make sure that and not just that like um lots of other things um you know we're cisgendered and able-bodied and all that kind of stuff so making sure that we have a a a team of moderators on the site who (laughs) who've called themselves improv prefects (laughs) We didn't do that. But now they have a badge, which is cute. Um, So they are there if there is anything that feels trollish that they can land on it and we can all talk about it if it's a big thing or they can just shut stuff down if it's not cool. But again, hopefully there won't ever be a thing. That's just... Yeah. That that is so cool. I mean, you mentioned making it uh, one of the goals originally, you know, before everything... um, uh, 
really kind of uh, blew up with Black Lives Matter. But you mentioned that a original goal was to make it a, an inclusive and um, yeah, like a, an inclusive space for for everyone. And which is such a I mean, it, it's it's vital because improv is so, you know, based in a lot of privilege with like money and and uh, which, you know, then creates like its own problems mm -hmm. just from it starting in that place. So I just a quick question, like what kind of things I, I guess a two part question. One, do you find that like it kind of being a ground level started by you and Chris, you're able to um, implement measures a little bit more easily than like a bigger uh, space, I guess. And then also, that's so cool that there are like prefects. Um, and <laughs> know, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, so, and so I guess the follow up question is like that is one maybe like one of the measures that is geared toward yeah making it safe and inclusive. Yeah, I think the main thing is that we're listening. Um, so we're definitely going to fuck something up. Uh, so we're just yeah. kind of making sure that we have help so that if we do something, you know, just inadvertently because we're because we're stupid, yep. um, <laughs> that, that we can hear it and correct, course correct if we uh, do anything that is not great. Um, but yeah, building from the ground up is definitely really helpful because um, – uh, be, being the artistic director for the Maydays, that's an all-white performing group at the moment. Mm -hmm. uh, and that feels really icky and awful. Uh, and we've been trying to uh, work in a more diverse way for a number of years, but it, it feels like an old tanker that's really hard to turn around. So actually that is true, having that in mind at the beginning and not 15 years ago when we were just like, yeah, we're let's do some games was all we knew. Mm -hmm. So we didn't build that in. Um, and now it takes like a year to become a member and stuff. Um, and I'm not dissing that company. I think what we're mm -hmm. doing for, uh, you know, diversity and stuff is, is positive. But yeah, it takes ages. <laughs> so yeah, uh, yeah, it really does help building it from the ground up and making sure, yeah, that we that we have community around us to to do that with and for us. Um, other things we're doing, yeah, the the scholarship program, which isn't just about diversity, it's just about access, really. Um, mm -hmm. And also us just, in fact, interestingly, someone said, we asked someone to be a moderator and they said, look, I'm really ill at the moment and I find I have very little energy and I don't think I can help. And we were like, great, you don't have to, but there are going to be other people that are going through this. So tell us what you need. Do as much or as little as you want. That's amazing. And she was like, oh, can I? Amazing. So it's just that kind of thing where we don't go, I'm sorry, if you're not going to do this all day, then we're not interested Pros only. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Adaptable, I suppose. Uh, not making anything a barrier. So, so uh, the, the thing about scholarship is other scholarships I've seen in the past are very much like write us an essay about your life and prove to us why you need this place. I saw that on your website. We're not going to make you yeah. <laughs> name why. You have to do a dance. <laughs> yeah. Just come in. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's awesome. So trust, again, it's just that improv thing of like, yes, you can join us uh we we trust you that you're not like oh i can get 50 percent off i'm gonna do that then you know people can afford mm -hmm. it we think it's worth what we're charging people we're only trying to pay ourselves a little bit for admin really and and make sure everyone gets paid properly for teaching we're not like we're gonna make a load of money out of an improv community <laughs> i mean and if we did we just build it um spend it on cool kit and make the site better and stuff anyway so <laughs> um yeah uh, yeah. So I suppose scholarship, having moderators, having a great code of conduct that again is is shown to everyone, and we we had people input on that for for a couple of weeks before we started, so that's not just us writing it; it's it's like a, a collaboration. Um, yeah. So and making can we sure get... that. Sorry. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. You please finish. I didn't. Oh yeah, and, and this is harks back to a question you said earlier as well. Like, what else do we? What do we do? What makes it different? So we have other things that we do every week as well as just like daily polls and questions. So one is we spotlight someone from the community, just have a fifteen-minute interview and a little article about them. So it doesn't matter whether that person is a teacher or they're fairly new, but they just know it's their thing. Um, just so that everyone gradually gets to meet each other, and it's not all just you're an A-list uh, improv teacher that's been around forever. Like, let's bring up new talent and make people aware of each other. Um, and we also have office hours, <laughs> which is just, we have an open Zoom meeting every Friday, which is basically 
as if me and Chris were sat in an office and anytime you want, you could just come in and have a chat. Um, and we record one half of that so that people can watch it back if they're in a different time zone. And then the other half is just a kind of closed door thing where if you're in the room, you can talk about whatever you want, but it won't go any further. So they like cool. things like that. Yeah. And other articles and stuff. So there's new content every week and ways to engage with people. The transparency and the, the accessibility of, of the people who are in charge is is such a major, major part. That's very cool that you are doing those like office hours. <clears throat> I think that that's especially, again, because it, it is made easier by the virtual space to do that. So if you can, um, it's it's such a small gesture for the amount of you don't have to leave your house um yeah. and <laughs> that it does so much that if somebody really is is like you know i'm just feeling this way or i'm wondering about this or i just uh you know anything at all that that they do have access to um people who would otherwise be uh like you said gatekeepers um yeah. that you make yourself available yeah I, yeah, I think there's a, a few ways that we get. Also, time zone wise, we're trying to put our classes on at different times. So the first one is like a London evening time one. But then we also for us is 9am. So again, that's another part of the world that is like, oh, this is a good time for me. And then we're putting on another one at midday. They're all the same class. But it means that, again, t time isn't like a, a prohibiting factor as much as well. So you still have the option. Um, and also with our classes, uh, they're a little bit different. Um, because partly we didn't want to like offend or uh, upset any other London improv theatres maybe more than anywhere else because we work for them and with them. So we're not like, we don't want to take business away from people totally. because that's the worst thing to do right now. I don't really believe in that actually, because I really genuinely believe in abundance and that there's enough for everyone that we're not competing. If we're competing with anything, it's Netflix. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, you know, I think, so the first of our classes is done in a more lecture style. So it's more like um, breakout rooms and assignments and stuff. So it's a little bit different than like a drop-in improv class, which we're doing for other companies. But we're trying to create resources you can't quite get in other places. Um, and when we bring in other teachers, like you might have 40 students how do you want to do that do you want to do like a master class where some people pay to be in the scenes uh and some people are like i'll just i'll have my screen off and my mic off and i'll just take notes because i want to hear what you have to say so there's like yeah different ways of doing it um and we'll also end up putting some free stuff on as well for the people that are just there for membership so not everyone's there to do a class some people just want to hang out in the community yeah so can we hear the story behind how the improv place came to be? Because, uh, you know, I'd love to hear about uh, you and Chris starting it out. And then also um, all, the, all the way up to, from the very beginning, all the way up to like uh, putting together a team of moderators and um, what the complete team looks like at this point. Yeah, cool. So um, <laughs> I suppose the inception of it was like me and Chris met years and years ago and immediately were like, oh, you're a you're a person I want to get to know better. And it was around the time that I moved from Brighton, which is on the south coast of England. I moved to London and I'd met him at the Edinburgh Festival. He was uh, interning for Baby Wants Candy and I was doing a May Days show up there. So it was already a kind of improv crossover where he he booked Tim Sniffin for my show. So it was a weird, like, <laughs> hey, we both are obsessed with Baby Wants Candy. Um, and yeah, then we became friends very quickly. I ended up coaching his uh, team, which became the first Harold group in the UK that we know about ever. Um, uh, and then years but he he started doing a, a duo science fiction show and they got me to direct and then after a couple of weeks they were like do you just want to be in it it's very cool what y'all are doing you know yeah. like, directing yeah, is okay. fun but um <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah why don't you stop paying me and i'll be on stage yeah. um, uh, and then the third member of that so it was duo then i joined and then we played together for a long time. And then the third guy, John Monkhouse, he decided he didn't want to play improv really much. He finds it very anxiety thing where he's just like, do you know what? I'm just going to join this um, short form team and I'm just going to do it for fun. And I, cause we were starting to move up to like bigger European stages and, hmm. uh, and it felt like a big deal. <laughs> so I think he, he checked out at that point. Um, we're all still friends. 
Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so so we worked together loads and then we ended up going around Europe and teaching together a lot as Project 2 and he's in the Maydays as well. So basically all our projects kept aligning and we really liked working with each other. Um, and we were discussing things like Facebook and and how people communicate and wouldn't it be great to have a, a safer space um i don't remember there being like a ding actual moment i think it just came out of quite a lot of discussions uh chris is really good at um sort of not systems because that sounds boring but he he sees like shiny cool uh websites and um not tech but like i don't know cool new design things so uh he always has an eye on them and he's like oh we could use this and we could use this so there's always a sense of like newness and excitement rather than just let's cobble together this thing that everyone's used already so we knew there'd be a bit of a buy-in because it's a bit scary sometimes with the whole new social media platform. You're like, are people going to want to, A, move across to it in some way and B, like pay for it? That seems like a huge uh, for people maybe. So we did a lot of research um, in terms of like what we should charge and how we should do it. And we found a platform called Mighty Networks, which you can check out, there's loads of stuff on there. Um, and they basically train you up to use their social media platform and make it your own. Um, oh. And at that point uh, we were like, okay, let's do it. We did a, like a six week class or whatever so that we knew how to roll out our community, made it our own, chose our own way of doing it. Um, and then, started putting everything together like a regular business really doing your business plan getting your accountant uh we had some designers come and do illustrations and then we had those illustrations um made into our branding we have a font i mean oh, who cool. doesn't want to be a grown-up with a font yes that's, cool, isn't it? Yeah. Um, that's a custom <laughs> font that you that you uh, had created yeah that's it's really sexy. Awesome. So cool. <laughs> that's yeah, very so nice. cool um uh, yeah, which you can see at our website, theimprov.place. Uh, yeah, so all of that, just just being as professional upfront as we can, spending a bunch of money to make it good rather than, um, I don't know, waiting for people to come and then building around them. We're doing that a bit with the community, but with the actual like making it look good, writing all our welcome articles, making sure we have code of conduct in place, how it works, our schedule, like knowing when our office hours are, when we're interviewing people, just, I guess, you know, like any business, I suppose. Um, a lot of hours up top and then hopefully people, well, they're already creating their own content and having their own conversations. So we'll be able to do the more crazy ideas we have, <laughs> the more people uh, get excited about the, the, the basic stuff. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, and moderators-wise, it just seemed like a no-brainer for us to be, to have a bunch of people all of different backgrounds in different places with different challenges all offering us their opinion on things um, and we just met up with them on zoom and checked in with everyone and made sure that the channels were always open for people to raise stuff or talk about things um yeah so i guess that really we actually did a whole launch event <laughs> which is about an hour long and you can still see it on my facebook um which talks about like the detail of the business and and how it was rolling out and stuff and yeah but basically if people join you just you pay for a uh, subscription which is like for a year it's about a hundred dollars ish um and, or you can bundle it with a class a six-week class and there'll be loads of different classes but now we're just doing it so you have a voucher and you can spend it anytime and if you want to do more than one course in a year you just buy that when you're inside so it's a cheaper way of giving it's like a little bundle or if you don't want to do classes you can just join the community that's that's basically how it works now and so i mean and, and honestly like uh again th there's there's tons of uh economic strife which is absolutely understandable mm -hmm. but what you're offering is for for the for that price um is you know very reasonable for uh the the year and especially that like bundle you know there's there's classes that um are charging uh, I would say a bit more for um you know the the online classes that are that are running and whatnot um so what what does come along with the basic uh subscription you have obviously access to the community forum uh conversation space um and did you say that there are also like non-class um content that that live on there permanently 
Yeah. So, you know, like articles and videos and stuff that are exclusive to the site. So it's not yeah. like I'm going to make a YouTube video and everyone can see it and I'll just share it. I might do that as well, but there'll also be stuff that's just for the people that have bought into the community. But we also have bigger long-term plans um, that are kind of like, you're going to get loads of cool stuff. And at that point, we'll probably put the prize up. But if you're in early, you're, you're going to get the cool stuff in like a month or so. The the sort of things we're, we're talking about, a collab um, festival. Uh, I don't know if I'm allowed mm. to mention who it is yet, but like we'll be part of a festival, which means we can do things like go and film live classes, you know, obviously with the permission of the students and the teacher and have them as an exclusive online piece of content that only the improv place can see. So if you couldn't make that class, you weren't in London, whatever, you know, things like that. Um, and making more when we're allowed to be <laughs> in the same room, um, yeah. making more video content that's just like tips and stuff and, um, you know, like useful improv videos um, and maybe exercises and things like that. Yeah, so that you're constantly engaged. And, you know, things like we have a list of good ideas park, we call it. So every time we have an idea of like, <laughs> oh, we should do this. Um, we should pair people up and they should have coffee together. Um, everyone put your name in, that'll happen. Like mentorship. Um, yeah, that kind of thing. So there's like a million other things uh, that will roll out. But yeah, f for the moment, it's basically you're part of a, a great network where people are actually just basically talking about improv at a high level. Um, and people are asking for advice, but also sharing stuff that's really useful that might get lost on other networks and you have to trawl around for. Yeah. Yeah. And, and as you said, uh, in a recent post that like, when you think about things in terms of value that, there, that there's, um, I, I, maybe you can help me out with how, how exactly you phrased it, but your point was that, um, on Facebook, you are the product that your, your information is what the value is for those uh, for Facebook and Instagram. Um, and so it's not that it's free. It's, it's just that someone else is, is paying for it and they're actually paying for you. Yeah. Um, whereas your community is value based for the things that, that people uh, are there seeking. Uh, yeah. It's exactly what you want that, which is what you're paying for. Yeah. I think, I think you just nailed that. <laughs> okay. Exactly Right. Yeah. So you're, you're not being, it's still, it costs you being on Facebook. Like, I bet yeah. anyone that's doing gigs and stuff has probably gone, oh, I guess I'll, I'll just spend a tenner on, you know, pushing oh, this gig. Oh, God, something. on ads? Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, so over a year. And you don't even know if that's going to reach anyone that's right unless you've got into all the algorithm mm. nitty gritty. Whereas on this, like, if people just go, I like this topic or I want to see people near me, they're going to see every part of your feed that they are interested in. So everyone that sees your thing is the right person to see it. So that's that's already much better odds for you making a connection that you want to make or getting an audience for a thing. There's also lovely things happening with um, our course at the moment. So it's a, a masterclass in teaching improv. So there's a lot of people there that, that would like to be teachers or who are already teaching but want more of it or don't know how to design stuff really. So they're kind of emulating existing courses or teaching generic kind of beginner stuff. Um, but, you know, stand, standout teachers that get to do a lot of gigs and are um, in demand, they have their own stuff that's cool. You're like, I want to learn with that person. Um, or they just have a cool class title and you're like, I want to go do that even though I don't know who you are. That's awesome. Um, but that, a lot of that, because it's a lecture type class with breakout rooms, like I said, um, but there's a feed. So on that feed that's specific just to that class, they're all like, oh, should we meet up on Sunday and um, we can all just practice uh, running games together or, hey, I've got this new idea for a class. Can I just run it by you? And we're, we're trying to push that. So the community, again, it's not me and Chris going, okay, everyone, get your pens out. Here's how to teach brilliant improv. Bit of that. <laughs> but mostly um, it's people who are all smart and amazing and all who all have different experience to bring to the table, exchanging you know, in a businessy way, best practice, the right games for the right thing, like how to design new stuff, having a, having an experimental audience to try out their, you know, the stuff they've learned with, or I've got this new exercise. I don't do it to someone I'm going to charge money for because I don't know if it's going to work, but we could try it out and feedback and build it. So that's, that's what's cool. I think you can have that a bit with Facebook, but everyone's a member of a thousand groups. So you just feel yeah. like I, I feel completely overwhelmed if I try and, respond to something there that I'm a part of a class or something. And otherwise it's an email chain or WhatsApp and yeah. they're not great for saving stuff or 
coming yeah, back to resources. Facebook, mm. Facebook groups uh, just immediately, it's almost like the troll thing, right? Is that like eventually if the, if the group has enough people in it, it's just going to start getting drowned out by <laughs> shameless plugs or, or, you know, it just, it yeah. just suddenly becomes something that, that, that you, that, that it, it maybe didn't start out being, and it's hard to like mitigate, um, to be like, oh, that's not quite what we want to be posting in here, but everyone else has already like given up on it. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. that's you don't want to be experience. like, no, don't bring your stuff. But yeah, exactly. Bring your stuff. Just tag it with this and then people can see it or not see yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To be like, ugh. Yeah, you can decide what you want. Yeah, totally. So this, I mean, there's so many things about this conversation that, that are, are really uh, exciting to me. And there's a couple things that I want to talk about in, in like, uh, uh, I think a, umbrella scope of what the improv place is and what you're doing with it, Katie. One of the things is um, this idea of being a professional uh, because I, I know, you know, uh, my experience has been in, in the conversation of whether or not you can make money improvising uh, or whether it's uh, ever going to be lucrative or, or whatnot, that uh, people are, are generally pessimistic about that, that it's like, <laughs> I, that it's, that's one, oh, no, uh, <laughs> or that like, you don't want it to be. And, and those are two things that I really, really disagree with is, is that, um, that, that it can be. It, it's just that if it's going to get to that place, it, that it does take people like you and Chris and, and the Improv Place community to build resources and a uh, legitimacy to it. Mm. Um, and that uh, and that it doesn't have to conflict with the fun, like that, that, that you can right. make a business out of it without sucking all the fun out of it. Um, you just have to love it enough to make the the work feel like play mm -hmm. and so I'm, I'm curious about like your things along the way um since you started improvising and, and like you know continuing now with this uh mission about for people who want to be to do this on a professional level whether that's the quality or um, money making like like what has that been like to, to keep pushing that ball forward um up until this point yeah and i, I just to say, I don't think there's any more legitimacy in, in it being your full-time job or not. Like some people are like, I'm going to be a doctor the whole time and four times a week I'm going to go do some improv and they might be the best improviser in town, but they're not necessarily, you know, it's not their whole career. So I, th I think we have this weird built-in thing that unless it's not, do you do, what do you do for your real job? You know, you kind of get that question. Um uh, and I do feel smug that it is my job. Um, but at the same time, I don't judge anyone else for uh, having other stuff going on. I think actually, if all you've got going on is improv, what's going to show up on stage is probably not as interesting as if you have other things going on. So I have to be weirdly careful that my life has other stuff than improv in it. Otherwise, my work will get really boring because I'm not, it'll be too meta, you know. But yeah, I, I think it's a lot about where you are, um, both like what your skill level is at and your experience level, but also where you are in the world. Like, is there a community that if there's no one's ever heard of improv where you live, then it's going to be harder to sell it as like improv. But then everywhere there are businesses that might benefit from applied improvisation. And obviously people are a lot more comfortable with uh, online stuff now as well and, and more global stuff without the traveling. So if there are people that can't travel, there are places to teach online. And I think even after the pandemic, even after we're doing proper close-knit improv in real life, we're still going to have this as a tool. Uh, I was more cynical about that at the beginning. And now I'm like, no, there are things that are better and good on here that are not as great in real life. Um, just in terms of like, yeah, how, different ways of teaching or analyzing stuff. Um, maybe not shows. <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Fingers crossed we get back to that soon, yeah. though. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. Um, but it's cool. It's been nice to, this is a good leveler, I think, for everyone. So again, yeah. less about the money and the location and more about like, let's just hang out. Um, but yeah, in terms of professionalizing, I think everyone just has to set their own, like what they want. And a lot of it's psychological as well. Like, am I allowed to teach improv? Am I allowed 
to have like a fun job. Um, there, there's no real legitimized school you can go to. We're talking about a lot of students of like, well, why haven't you already taught improv? And they're like, I don't know if I'm good enough. Like there, there hasn't been a course. Uh, there's not a box that's ticked and, and particularly women. And that's just statistical analysis. Like, um, when when there's a, a job, I'm sure you've heard the statistic, when there's a, a job application, women often won't apply unless they can tick every single box. Um, men will more likely apply if they can tick six out of 10, right? So there's mm-hmm. that, that comes up for improv teachers as well. Like um, I, I better have trained everywhere in the world before I'm allowed to teach. Mm-hmm. Um, but weirdly... Or, or advantageously for me, I suppose, I've, I've gone through the whole thing where when I started, there wasn't any, there was short form, there wasn't any long form around. I couldn't find it in my country. There was a tiny community in Brighton where I lived. So we had to build a community, inform them of what improv was, build an audience, develop our work. So I know how to build a community from scratch. And the same then happened in London. Um, and then there's also like now uh, there's, there's too much to choose from, which is great. But then you're like, where is my value artistically? What am I into? What do I really want to teach? So I've happily had both ends of the scale of you've also got to keep yourself interested and excited in the work. Otherwise, why, why are you doing it? Let someone else do it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So how, how to choose your work, what, what you're in it for, what you want to learn, all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. I don't know. I think, I think for, if you really want to be a professional improviser, I think you can, um, even if it might mean moving or deciding like, I'm just not going to earn that much money for a while. Like if you want to do it, I think it's yeah. possible, particularly yeah. with the, uh, and also in what context you do it. Do you know, uh, Lakshmi, um, she, so she does, a um, a, a, like playback theater to, to communities of protesters. So that, that doesn't need, a theater as you know as such and that doesn't need a, a bought-in audience so there's always somewhere um that you can put your improv that is benefiting someone and in my experience that I, I came you know my experience was uh drama school and doing stand-up comedy so i was like oh it goes here it must go in the same place but that's actually quite naive because you can obviously do it for for healthcare, you, you know, and helping people and in a corporate setting. Mm-hmm. But also, if you're yeah. just like, I want to make money from it, just go business land because there's a lot more money there than there is if you want to like be paid to be on stage. That's probably the hardest place to earn. Um, and teaching is like the middle ground, I guess, where you're like, I have a reliable wage that allows me to do maybe more performance projects. Depends whether you're in a town where there is um, stage time you know, paid stage time. And if there isn't, yeah. is there enough space for you to create an indie, you know, an indie show or circuit yourself, all that kind of stuff. So I think place by place and ambition by ambition, it's, it's different, but I, I do think it's possible. It just might take a bit of uh, craft. I basically, yes, yeah. it, it just made me think, um, as when I grew up, both my parents were self-employed. So I feel like I can turn anything into a job. <laughs> I, started, I started knitting two years ago. And my husband was like, don't become a professional knitter. <laughs> now people are going, do you, sell, do you sell your knitting? And I'm like, no, no, I don't. No, <laughs> no, no. Please don't ask. I, I could, but no, no, no. I could, I wasn't. Oh, then I'll be yeah, like, oh. If I was going to, this is how I would do it. <laughs> yeah, if I was going to, I'd be amazing. That's yeah. so funny, though. I, and, and, um, probably says a lot to have two examples of people who are who are making their own living um self-employed wise and then uh, it, it it probably makes that a little bit more like quote-unquote normal um mm. uh for you to figure out how to do it yeah and, and I, I i guess i'm lying a little bit in that i still choose to do scripted stuff and things as well sometimes because that's really interesting so i so i also teach writing and things but i think that's very that's alongside improv and because I want to, not because there's not enough, you know, improv teaching for me, right. luckily. Um, but I think that's a nice balance. That's one of those things where if I'm doing improv all the time, I'm just going to talk about improv. Um, yeah. Yeah. Fair totally. It's nice to explore other deeper, weirder stuff too. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah you know, just hearing, I, I think listening to, to you talk about the, um, community building and, and whatnot is I, in terms of like professionalism, I, it just came to mind to me that like, um, uh, like I, part of 
the barrier, kind of like you were saying about being able to tick all the boxes or I don't know, just like the, the psychology of, of, mm. of whether or not to make money from improv. Like you said, like, am I allowed to have a fun job? I, mm. There's also, I feel like this um, pe- uh, improv is more valuable than I think people give it credit for that people are like, well, it's so fun. And of course, it's like it's supportive and nice and it feels like camp and, and whatnot. But like um, really considering how valuable that is, I think is something that, that people need to um, do more of because in this time where there's so much negative going on and things mm-hmm. that like obviously are more uh, pressing or like uh, urgent and um, dark that like you have to battle against, there's also like improv is something to, something that that, that is like hopeful and supportive and positive um, to like uplift, you know, and I, and I think that like the even just seeing the way that in the, the pandemic, um, I did not expect. I mean, it was, first of all, amazing that the, the how quickly the improv community adapted online. Um, and I just thought that that's part of like that, that, that nerd uh, performance nerd craving to just like do something, <laughs> these fun comedy games and whatnot. But but, but the, there was a, a point um, a few weeks into it where I realized that like, oh, some people really like need this emotionally oh yeah or, or as like a, a social connection um and that's such that that is so valuable um and i think represented in in the improv place and um or even back to you know you seeking out improv resources and traveling to the states uh uh to to to, to learn from the improv hubs and then take that back to your community where there wasn't really one and, and build it up like that, that, that sharing that community has so much more than just like the fun performative stuff. It is also like therapy and uh, personal growth and positive um, development for people individually and as a community. So I think it's just very, very cool the way that just like how, how much you're um, demonstrating value and giving people that real value that they seek. That's awesome. Yeah, I I agree that improv is this golden, beautiful thing. I mean, just putting it through the thinking about it in terms of Black Lives Matter, that there's like, uh, agree with what you hear. Don't try and challenge everything. Like, just go, okay, yeah, I can see. I don't have to go, yeah, but what if uh, I can just... You're like, yes, I, I'm listening to you, listening, mm-hmm. huge amount of listening. And then that commitment to do anything that, that we can do um, as allies and that kind of thing. So just putting putting those values that we have, like you say, onto anything, it's such a great resource to have as a human, uh, irrespective of whether we are on stage or we do play or whatever. We're going to have that forever. If, we, if the three of us quit improv tomorrow, we'd still be better people, I think. And would still be improvisers secretly anyway. <laughs> yeah. We never did another show. <laughs> um, yeah, I, that, yeah. Oh God, God. No, no. You go. You go. I, I think that's such a good point. I, I really do feel like partly maybe this is like how uh, my brain was anyway. But I, I just think that improv has like allowed me to like take in information and and be more open minded and uh, open to criticism and you just see so often people receive um, some sort of like feedback and the automatic response is like defensiveness and um, having to justify and, and uh, whatever. And I think good improvisers or, or good students of improv know that like, yeah, uh, whatever I'm, whatever I'm receiving, I need to, I need to take that in. I mean, I don't have to agree with it, whatever, 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 but, um, there's an openness to hearing new information and not needing to, uh, uh, defend yourself or any situation. Yeah, totally. I found that through improv as well, it's made me a little bit (laughs) better, um, interrogating something that could be conflict i think years ago i would have just gone oh that feels a bit weird okay i'll walk away and now i'm like okay something weird well, something weird has happened what happened are you okay <laughs> I've become yeah. that yes. guy because of improv because i'm like in a scene i would just call it out <laughs> now i just call totally. it out totally the fear of like <laughs> what, what's gonna happen if i say something <laughs> yeah <laughs> 
maybe yeah. big argument, but then we won't be sat on it for a week. Like, let's do it, you know. Yeah. Totally. Well, I, you know, I, I could, there's tons of other stuff that I uh, could talk about with you, Katie. And um, I just, uh, I'm just excited to direct people uh, toward the improv place to uh, s- uh, learn more about um, what it is that you're putting out there for the improv world and, and uh, the exciting community that you're, you're creating. Um, it is the improv.place. Um, there is a, the improv Dot, uh, improvplace.com isn't 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 yeah there? we've chatted to him yeah. uh, <laughs> oh really you're like oh, yeah, all right we've got the same name is that are we cool and he's like yeah it's all right isn't it we're like we could buy it off you he's like no yeah okay <laughs> um well, that's yeah. cool that you that you got in touch with him though that's very- yeah he's it's it's like a storefront theater and it's again more like community-based and inclusive so yeah ch- check that one out too oh cool but yeah we're at the improv.place um, and if you go there, you can see all the code of conduct and all the information about like what it is and stuff. And then to join the community, there's there's a button where you can join from that website. Uh, and if you have any questions, you can email hello at the improv.place. And if you have queries about scholarships and uh, discounted places and anything like that, or you want to nominate someone, it's all it's all on that site and any resources I think you need. Yeah. Awesome. awesome. And, and I'm, any- I'm sad. I'm sad that we're coming to the end of our time because I, you, the blog post you wrote about virtual improv <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> spoke to me oh, on many good. levels. Um, and I think it's important for everyone to read. I, I, yeah, oh. I, I, um, I don't know. I, and there's not, it's not like there's, there's, um, solutions that, that, people are going to automatically find but um yeah it just it if anyone if anyone hasn't read it uh katie wrote a blog post and it's on her website which we'll link um but on on the the nature and the the um sustainability of virtual improv and amazing that we did all just like quickly go to performing online but also at what cost? <laughs> At what At cost? cost? <laughs> what have we done? A little piece of our souls. <laughs> no, it's truly well, amazing. But the the post brings up a lot of good points. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, one of one of the major uh, takeaways, though, by the end of it, th- though, is is to just find things that are uh, sustainable or seem like good ideas, um, uh, even if we return to normal. I should hopefully say when we return back to normal. <laughs> um, but uh, and again, that that's um, the type of thing that is being offered uh, on the improv places. Things that uh, can sustain and, and maintain value, not just as a band aid, but as an ongoing new way to uh, offer um, value for the medium that it exists in. Yeah, baby. There, yeah. Is there anything else that you <laughs> that you is. wanted to um, uh, plug or, or just let people know that you're doing um, in the improv or virtual world? Mm, not really. Um, <laughs> um, what am I doing? <laughs> I mean, most of it's just at the improv place at the moment because it's of busy course, and yeah. other stuff like writing and things. Um, if you have a small child, you can listen to um, uh, Sean and Robot Comedy Circuit. That's a cute oh, podcast cool. for mm-hmm. small children that I write songs for. Um and otherwise, I'm just working on a, a AR thing that will be out later on. So it's cool working in different mediums as well. But yeah, improv, I mean, have a look at the Maydays and the nursery drop-ins. They're, they're more like con- conventional. We've already got conventional, but like online <laughs> drop-ins where everyone's like playing scenes and games and stuff. And they're at different times of the day. I'm sometimes leading those. Uh, otherwise, yeah, it's mostly the improv place. Oh, I'm doing a show tomorrow night. That is, um, that's Reading Fringe Festival, if anyone wants to check that out. That's a queer show, um, and it's just good, fun, long-form stuff. Nothing technically, no technical wizardry, just a bunch of women having a fun time. That's awesome. Very cool. Well, thank you again so much for joining us, Katie. It's been a really, really great conversation, and I wish you all the best for the improv place and everything else that you're doing. Thanks. Uh, Thanks for joining, and we'll catch you next time on Improv FAQ at length. Bye. Bye. Bye.